Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. This is called How to Use Your Dollars to Shape the World. Before we get into the wonderful and lovely things that I have planned for this moment, just a reminder that you can come to Brave in California in Laguna Beach on April 11th and 12th with tacos beforehand and whale watching afterward on the 13th uh, for $69 down at kristenkelp.com brave. Yes, that's meant to be a funny price to put down. And you can find all the details at kristenkelp.com slash brave. And if you're like, I feel less brave than ever due to everything that's going on on the planet right now. Yes, exactly. That is why you need to come to brave. <laughs> um, the, the more that you feel like shutting down and the more that you feel like you can't possibly be big brave because you're having trouble getting out of bed in the morning the more helpful it is to go and be in a room full of other people who are all committed to being brave in their own way and to get to know them and talk to them and look them in the eye. And if you're an introvert, to talk to at least one person and call it a day. So yeah, kristenkelp.com slash brave. Make it happen. I extended early bird pricing because of literally everything that's going on in the planet. Like just go to CNN and then read any article and uh, that's why. It's, it's sort of a mess right now. So people are not uh, as prone to hearing the message as they would normally be, and I understand, and I'm not either, and that's why I'm telling you. KristenKalp.com slash brave, and now let's hit it. You, if I know you, and I do, are better suited to some forms of taking action than others. For example, I am better at making presidential portraits from Cheetos, or Cheeto dust to be fair, and writing protest poems than I am at calling my senator. Since I know I'll be speaking to some human who is not my senator and whose job it is to take angry, belligerent, and terrible calls of of really wretchedly outraged humans all day, I feel horrible for inflicting one more hurt on an already exhausted human. I am a hope monger. I will give you reasons to believe. I will help you find tangible, straightforward actions to take into the next phase of your life. I will remind you to rest. I will help you get to the root of a problem. I will not be one more pissed off voice that reeks of contempt for those who disagree with me. I refuse to spew unbridled negative emotions all over everyone I meet. You might say those aren't particularly useful skills. Surely you can make one fucking call, Kristen. Well, actually, 
This weekend, I sat in a restaurant and cried, and I said, with tears in my eyes, I feel like a failure as a human being. Why am I a failure, you ask? Because I haven't called Senator Pat Toomey's office to express my dismay at his actions. I've emailed and faxed him, but that's somehow not enough in my eyes. To say it a different way, I cried in public because the number one way everyone and their brother is recommending I take action is not the way I'm wired as a human for taking action. To make one phone call to a stranger in power who is not actually going to answer the phone requires the energy it takes to record a podcast, write a poem, send an uplifting and gif-laden email to thousands of people, and do the daily resistance work that is not phone-related, like sending emails, signing petitions, writing letters, sending faxes, and catching up on the day's news. Is it worth using all that energy for one call? Or is it worthwhile to make art and share it, to write and share it, to make joy and keep spreading it and share it? I would argue that the one phone call to a man who notoriously doesn't listen to his constituents is a poor use of energy. My efforts are best used wherever they were already going. Your efforts are best used wherever they were already going. If you're a photographer, photograph for the resistance. If you're a writer, write for the resistance. If you're loud, be loud. If you're quiet, speak quietly. If you're a person of few words, save your words and use them to reach as many people as you can when the time comes. No matter what, you have skills uniquely suited to birthing a better world, and it's time to put them to use. You don't have to make phone calls, but you do have to do something. After sitting through many hours at a political convention, which if you had told me I was going to a political convention a year ago, I would have been like, you were fucking out of your mind, I don't give a fuck. After sitting through all these hours of the best and brightest minds in religion and spirituality and the media and politics coming together and speaking about what you can do right now to stand up to the actions that are happening in our country and around the globe, here are their top suggestions. I found these simple and surprising, and you might too. It all comes down to, basically, use your dollars to shape the world. You spend money every single day, so you might as well spend it consciously. First, subscribe to media forms that pay journalists. Again and again, I can't even tell you how many times it happened, subscribing to a physical newspaper was described as an act of rebellion or a political act. Pick a newspaper, get it delivered, and if you want to overachieve, get a local and a national paper subscription. Pick up a magazine, too, if you're feeling really fucking crazy. Best of all, newspapers and magazines are not delivered with a comment section. There are no angry trolls lurking at the bottom of the page, and you get to form your own opinions, and you can have conversations about news instead of just consuming it via TV, and then pundits, and then more pundits, and then anger getting spread all around. You have the right to consume news in your own way, and it's printed if necessary, and then to make your own opinions about it. Number two, subscribe to media forms that are not owned or influenced by major corporations. Now, I am just coming online to all of this, and I could have misinformation. I'm just repeating what was told to me, and there were no like giant sources with footnotes and all that good stuff. Just putting that out there. However, it was told to me, and I find it true. There used to be 10,000 or more 
franchises and companies governing our radio waves, our TV waves, and our newspapers. So they, the, each radio station was independently owned and operated as part of a larger conglomerate. Um, and now there are fewer than 10. I'm completely new to this realm. And I have to be honest when I say that I only know of the Young Turks in terms of major, not funded by a giant conglomerate news outlet. The founder, uh, Cenk Iger, was fucking awesome. He got a triple standing ovation at the Sister Giant event this weekend. Um, And that's the only one I can recommend. If you're like, oh, I know amazing alternate sources of news that that pay journalists... That's awesome. My email is now k at kristenkelp.com. Boom, it finally got changed. Help me out. Tell me about it. I would love to hear. Number three, pick an artist, any artist, and buy their work directly from them right now. If I had a dollar for every time someone told me they've enjoyed my work for months or worse years, but have never purchased anything, but thank you for all your free things, they tell me, I could pay this month's rent with those dividends. I am so very grateful for kind words, and I'm sure that when you get kind words, you are so very grateful for them, but they are absolutely useless currency for paying bills, buying food, and keeping coffee in my French press. Pay your favorite people to keep going. Further, If you're an artist of any kind and you don't regularly pay artists for your work or for their work, you're unconsciously undermining your own. In a world where art is being driven toward free with a link of attribution for usage, if that, all of our work descends to a far from sustainable for paying the bills place. Photographers, writers, poets, makers, illustrators, designers, thinkers, tinkerers, authors, Pay for every piece of art you enjoy or use, and your own work can only shine brighter. Four, give money to those who inspire you. When humans make work that inspires you and you pay them, they can keep making that work that inspires you, and on and on the cycle goes. Donate to a a nonprofit that's kicking ass at the moment. Pick up a book that'll change your life or reframe the way you do business or both. That would be Calling to the Deep, which is my book available on Amazon. Buy a full album from a record store instead of a single from iTunes. Support projects via Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Just go find a project, find an artist making something cool and support them. Or chip in to pay for intellectual food like that which is made on brain pickings. Five, elevate the voices of those thinkers, talents, speakers, writers, and artists you love. Share your art purchases with a link and a hearty recommendation via any social media platform you choose. Instead of the latest BuzzFeed article, which does no good for artists and often does the opposite, um, you can spread the word about what you listen to, what you read, what keeps you sane, and what keeps you laughing. Those are of vital importance. So as the media comes under more and more fire, the traditional media, and as these uncertain days get longer and probably darker and potentially heavier, we're going to need to uplift one another with our words and our dollars and our art more than ever. So right now, I challenge you to put your money where your heart is. Pick five people who have inspired you and find a way to give them money. Actual dollars. Kind words are awesome and extra and great, but find a way. If for some crazy reason they are not taking money and have absolutely nothing for sale right this minute, but they're still deeply inspiring to you, email them and ask to make a donation to charity in their name. 
and I'm totally serious. This is your assignment right now. I don't give assignments and I'm giving an assignment. I only give assignments that I've done. So I'm going to tell you what I did this week. I bought a tote that benefits the ACLU uh, and a pin that said stay is nasty, stayed nasty from Emily McDowell, uh, who's fucking fantastic and magnificent. And I'm saying her name really slowly. So you remember it, Emily McDowell, find her, use her work, love her, adore her, go and enjoy her. I subscribe to James Victoria's Patreon account, um, at the $5 a month level. I purchased two books, men explain things to me in corruption in America. Uh, Men Explain Things to Me is by Rebecca Solnit, S-O-L-N-I-T. She also wrote Hope in the Dark, which is fucking stunning and amazing. And just follow her on Facebook. She's bright and smart and witty and intellectual and wonderful. And I wanted to give her money. And there's a book called Corruption in America by Zephyr Teachout, uh, who I saw speak at Sister Giant. And I'm going to hop on that and read it right after Men Explain Things to Me. Yesterday, I stopped by a a cafe donating 5% of its proceeds to the ACLU. Shout out to the High Point Cafe in Mount Airy, Pennsylvania. And uh, I went to see Moonlight at my local art house, which is in Ambler, Pennsylvania. The Ambler Theater is a nonprofit. None of those are big, giant, dollar-sucking commitments that required hours of my time or any major contribution. Those are everyday purchases that total less than $60, and that includes popcorn because it's cheaper in art houses, that I spent to support makers and nonprofits and people who make me laugh really hard and enjoy life a little more. If I am one of the people who has inspired you in some way and you're taking this challenge, please pick up one of my books. Most of them are $19.69, which is funny. Or come to the Brave Workshop this April. I know there are 3,000 reasons that you can't come, and you only have to choose to come and find a way and ignore all the voices of your asshole brain. Again, that's at kristenkelp.com brave. I can't keep making without your support, and you can't keep making without the support of others. We need each other. May you, this week... Find people to support and genuinely thank them for the support they've offered. And may you also be supported in your work by people who are doing the very same thing for you. May you know the joy that art brings into an otherwise dark day or moment. May you feel deeply connected to what you're making and what you're bringing into the world. And may you know the power of shaping the world with your dollars. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's 
available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.